1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on a huge night of European action for Rangers. Michael Beale's side are an Hoven <coughs> looking to get past PSV for the second season in a row to make the Champions League groups. Elsewhere, Nat Phillips is set to head to Celtic as deadline day approaches and is Neil Lennon in the driving seat for the Hibs managerial vacancy. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight you have Simon Donnelly and Marvin Bartley on one of the biggest weeks of Scottish football this season we'll see Marvin Bartley an absolute massive week and before I started there I almost knocked over Simon's coffee so lucky that didn't yeah, happen just watch what you're doing <laughs> no like you said a massive game tonight for Rangers um, then you've got the transfer deadline closing every team in, in the SPL want more players in um, you know I think a few clubs have spoke about who they're going to bring in then the massive one on Sunday Gordon um, all eyes definitely domestically head towards that but obviously Rangers have to go over today's hurdle first and foremost if they can get a positive result for that then that sends them into Sunday's game full of confidence Yeah, big week but I think we should really focus on the, the big game tonight you know, it's deja vu last year same opposition, same result uh, and Rangers will be looking for the, room, uh, the same result tonight uh, big, big game for them to try and get into the Champions League uh, draw tomorrow so yeah, it's an exciting night ahead You've been in this city long enough to know that people are already looking forward to Sunday, irrespective of Aye. whether there's a big Champions League Mav, Mav game or not. Straight in there. I'm sure we're going to touch on it at some point. <laughs> yeah, it'll get, it'll get a mention. 01419511025. Why not give us a call? There is a lot to get through, so take your pick. Rangers fans, how are you feeling? Are you strangely confident given what happened last season? Are you fearing the worst? Are you somewhere in between? How confident are you tonight? What's going to be key? To winning this, can you do it? And as always on a big game night, pick your team. I love this bit because we can all argue and debate and pretend that we're the experts until that team news drops. So get on here. What is the best team Michael Beale could pick to give Rangers the chance of progressing to the group stages? Celtic fans, two days left of the transfer window and still fairly quiet, but looks like it's heading in a certain direction. Nat Phillips, is that the defender that's going to come in there and and fix the issues on loan from Liverpool. What do you make of that? Pick up the phone and let us know. 01419511025. Aberdeen and Hearts and Hibs, of course, in European action later this week as well. And one of them is still looking for a manager. 01419511025. And is it any coincidence, Simon Donnelly, every single week since the dawn of time, Marvin Bartley has come in late <laughs> and wearing... A Queen of the South tracksuit he's tonight. In, was he, how early he was, was he? He was here at 20 to 6 Impressive. and he's wearing a shirt. It's almost like he's trying to catch the eye of one of his former clubs who's looking for a new manager. Well, I've just seen in the notes here, there's, there's places here. He's, he's on the odds list. He's crept in. He's crept in. <laughs> 25 to 1. Right at the bottom there. Yep. Wouldn't back me in a Grand National, would you, those odds? <laughs> I like an outsider. Anything you want to tell us? Nope, nothing at all, Gordon. Just that I was 20 minutes earlier than Simon, that's for sure. Well, we'll maybe get to that later on. That wasn't an entirely convincing response from you there. 01419511025. Pick up the phone and give us a call. Don't forget, like we've done the previous nights this week, every caller who makes it on air goes into the draw to win club tickets to the Virgin Bet Air Gold Cup. It's Saturday the 23rd of September. Brilliant racing, brilliant entertainment. There's even a GBX set in there as well. Uh, and the tickets could be yours if you just call up and make a point to the panel. So a nice incentive for you. But I don't think you'll need it. It's one of those <coughs> extremely 
busy weeks we've not even mentioned the Champions League draw is tomorrow by the way that's just how busy things are um, so anything at all that's on your mind 01419511025 I think the Rangers game would be an obvious place uh, to start Rangers fans are you confident are you not and what team should Michael Beale pick Nat Phillips Celtic fans is that the one for you are you impressed with the talk of that signing what else do you need in the next couple of days again let us know 01419511025 it feels like such a massive week on, on so many fronts you know for Rangers this will decide are you in the Champions League or are you not mm-hmm. and then depending what happens there they could join Celtic finding out who you're playing in the Champions League what does your squad look like for the first half of the season because the, the, the transfer deadline day is approaching and then of course they play each other on Sunday whatever you, some people call it a marker a psychological boost <clears throat> it feels like the next few days could dictate so much from for, for the rest of the season yeah I think you've hit the nail on the head there like you said first and foremost is about qualifying for the Champions League and then you know, the fans get excited ahead of tomorrow's draw. But from a manager's point of view, I think Michael Beale will be allowed to bring in definitely another player um, that they might not might be out of their reach at this moment in time. One, because maybe because they're not in the Champions League, but two, because of the finances that that brings. So, you know, like you said, it's absolutely massive and key to, to Rangers Football Club that they do qualify tonight. Um, like we said, move ahead to the Champions League draw, then maybe an extra player in. And again, it's about confidence heading into Sunday's game. The last thing you want to do is go away today and you know, come, be on the end of a bad result um, and then heading into the next game, which is, we know, the massive one. It used to be all about playing at the highest level and the, mm. what, what that meant to football on the pitch. But obviously now you have to <clears throat> talk about it in terms of balance sheet because we yeah. know that the champions of our country don't make that much money. It's just no. a, it's just a harsh reality. Yeah. If you want to make money in your Celtic or Rangers, you've only got two serious options. Sell your players for big bucks or make it to the Champions League group stages. Yeah, and I think from Rangers' point of view, especially because Celtic are already there, you know, they've they've qualified for it automatically. So Rangers' biggest rivals, they want to be there as well. They want to be sitting at the top table. Uh, yeah, there was a couple of heavy defeats last year, but I still think players want to play at that top level no matter how difficult it is you always want to go and pit your wits against the best and the Champions League is certainly the best tournament but in terms of finance it's it's important as well it's interesting Marv thinks there that they might you know depending on if they get through <coughs> a, a players lined up that might be the case uh, but also the feel good factor as Marvin touched on there as well getting into a big game at the weekend on the back of knowing you've qualified for the Champions League you know that would be a big a big plus for Rangers come on then 01419511025 I'm absolutely certain we'll get Simon's thoughts on Celtic's transfer business it's been a bit quiet in the last few days will it pick up pace uh, between now and Friday you can let us know your thoughts and we'll get Simon's as well 01419511025 but the Rangers game tonight is the obvious place to start Champions League qualifier playoff round second leg this is a, it is the final hurdle which always brings a huge sense of occasion Matt is first up he's in Pollock tonight Matt first of all how confident are you? I think we'll go through after extra time but I'm a bit worried that they decide to sit back and let PSV come at them that's why I'm, I'm thinking of playing Matondo and Seymour up front to get behind them because I don't want me just to sit back and try and hold it because that's obviously I, I get an early goal to sell it but I'm a bit worried but I think we'll go through an extra time Oh, it's going to be a long stressful night for you Matt if that's the case how do Rangers approach this that seems like such a good question when it's poised the way it is 
Yeah, I get Matt's point in terms of, you know, trying to get as much pace at the top end as possible because let's be honest, Rangers are going to be starved of the ball at times uh, tonight. You and think so? Based on last week? Based, at, based on last week, definitely. And, and then I, the fact that it's at home. Yeah, 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 exactly. You know, for them travelling away. So I, I think that Michael Beale's going to understand that. He spoke about the other side that the players showed last week um, in terms of, you know, having good structure, having good shape off the ball. And then as Matt said there, it's about the pace when you do turn that ball over, what can you do with it? For me, PSV's... You know, weakest part is, is the central defence. You know, obviously they've lost a player last week against Rangers and, and we know they're struggling in that area. So does Michael Bill try and get some way of putting pressure on the two centre-halves in terms of playing two centre-forwards? That's the interesting part for me. Or does he six having two wingers and one centre-forward? Because, you know, like I said, I think they'll sit in. I think they'll be relatively deep. But when they do go at PSV, they'll be going straight down the middle of them because I, I think they can score tonight and obviously they're going to need to score to go through. We always talk about this as if it's like, you know, an on-off switch that you either you sit back or you go for it. We yeah, talk about it in really black and white terms. Yeah, it's probably that, it's, not that simple. No, it's a bit of both, I think. It's finding the balance. I think, uh, I don't think, uh, in terms of Matt saying Matondo, I don't think Matondo will start tonight. No? no. I think he's one that mm. they'll maybe look to bring on later on in the game. I think he will, he won't necessarily go defensive midfield, but he'll, he'll pack that midfield a little bit. Uh, and they'll try and stay in the game. I think watching the game last week, the first 45 minutes, PSV had a hell of a lot of possession. Yeah. And then, you know, Rangers capitalise on a mistake and Seema has a fantastic finish. I think the partner of the game will go that way tonight. I, and that isn't necessarily saying that Rangers will sit in. I think it look Just lengthy, tough to get the ball. Lengthy times they'll have to they'll have to defend. So yeah. I, th I think he might have a wee bit of a conservative with the midfield and I don't think the likes of Matondo would start. How, how, how do you earn the start then if you're Matondo because he comes on and has a big impact at the weekend, comes on and has a big impact against PSV last week, came on and, no, had had, had a, an impressive outing against Morton. You know, it feels like every game we're going back, our players just constantly pigeonholed into impact subs how, how do you take the next step no like by doing what he's doing yeah, you know but yeah exactly by keep performing you do get on the pitch but you know football's bigger than that now it's not about if you come on and make an impact you must start the next game it's kind of mm. horses for courses isn't it and, and as simon says michael bill will have a plan to go out there and play in a certain way that might include matondo or it might not so it's not always about am i doing enough when i come on you are doing enough and sooner or later you are going to get your start but this might not be the game for him to start and it might come you know the weekend against celtic or or the following mm. game so you know, again, it's going to be very interesting the way he does set up. You know, I would like to see them go with pace, definitely in wide areas, because when they do turn it over, you you know, you want PS3 defenders worrying about, am I going to be able to get back? Otherwise, I think they'll sit right on top of Rangers if Rangers don't have enough to, uh, pace at the top end of the pitch. What do you need to do better than last week, Matt? Uh, be better at the back. Keep uh, Tavernier tight with Matt Martin. Because last week was the same. He, he disappears up the park. I was on the phone a few weeks ago and I wanted to meet Tavernier on the right side of midfield and bring a right back in to play that position. We always get seen to get caught out all the time with Tavernier pushing up. I mean, it's, that, they'd done it last week. They spun it where the gaps were and they pummeled that whole side that Tavernier was working. Yeah, I mean, on, on one, I saw on one hand people praising was it the, the job Connor Goldson did, sort of coming across yeah. and helping him out. Some people might feel you, you shouldn't have to do that, but it, like, we've had this conversation about James Tavernier for years it's clearly by design isn't it rather than him just 
going for a wandering, seeing what happens. Yeah, it's definitely by design at this moment in time. And that's what we're speaking about. If Rangers decide to play a right midfielder, an out and out right midfielder, Tavernier doesn't have to go as high and as wide anymore. We saw it under Gio when he was slightly, you know, inverted and he was crossing from a slightly different angle, which meant that, yes, he was still quite out of position because it happens, but not as much. Now, you know, Rangers are very expansive in terms of where he goes, where Barisic goes on the other side, you know, so that means teams who are watching them and analysing them, they are the areas that you're going to hit as fast as you possibly can. So at times it looks like Tavener is caught out of, you know, position, but it's not that he's trying to, you know, affect it attacking-wise. When Rangers lose the ball, then teams are attacking into the hole that he's left. So it is, it is by design, it is the way they want to play, but that's what I'm talking about. If they have the right midfielder there, you know, he doesn't so have to go as high. Is the idea then that actually the way you, you fix that is Rangers just be better with the ball because clearly Michael Beale doesn't isn't doesn't want that he wants Barisic and Tavernier to provide the width and he wants mm. his front three to, look, look to, 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 goal to stay Sorvet. narrow look to the goal against yeah. Servette one put it in for the other one yeah and a lot of Rangers fans out there complain about the defensive side of Tavernier but look at what he brings to the team going the other way I think players within that team have to identify you know if he does go forward then there's, there's a, a gap to be plugged. I'm just trying to think back. The, the two goals came down the other side last, meeting the corner and the, and the cross, you know, so it wasn't necessarily Tavernier being exploited. Uh, I think there has to be a balance because he brings so much to the Rangers team going forward. You just have to look to his goals. Uh, Matt, how much how much emphasis do you place on Champions League qualification? I mean, for instance, how... how you know, what level of disappointment will there be if it goes wrong tonight? Or is it one that you could kind of make your peace with quite easily going into the Europa League? Uh, well, that's the thing. We've got the fallback in the Europa League, but the Champions League is where the money is. But they don't want to get into the Champions League and be like the last team and get humiliated. You know what I mean? You want a team to go there and put up a challenge as they did in Europe with the Europa League. But when they're boring you, if they're going to get through the night, the Europa League would do me. It's some good nights. That's what I would do. But the centre floor up tonight, whoever's up front, it's got to hold that ball up and do a lot of work to get the boys for the mid juice pushing on. That's what I'm worried about who's going to play centre forward. It's a good question because I feel like right now, if I was to canvas the Rangers fans and say who's the, the striker you feel most comfortable with, they'd probably say Kamal Roof, who yeah. is, is not not in the European squad. Mm-hmm. So I mean, De- Dessers. To be fair, you look at the past last week, and he's is the numbers as people always talk about starting to get there. So is he? Is he? Is he nailed on for it? I wouldn't say any of them are nailed on. No, you know, I, d- I don't think we're any further forward when we last spoke about it. And and you know, no one's really jumping out to say that they must start. We wouldn't be shocked by any of the you know attacking options that they do have starting down the middle. And that lets you know that there's not really a standout number nine. We can talk about numbers all we want, but in terms of general play, mm. you know, there isn't one that's, you know, out there and saying he must start. So, you know, Michael Beale could put any of those in today and, and we really wouldn't, you know, raise our eyebrows at it. Uh, okay, let's thank Matt and bring in William. How do you feel about tonight, William? How important is this game for you? Gordon, all right, all right, Sam, all right, um, Marvin as well. But no, basically just tonight, I just believe it's a free hit. I mean, I don't believe this is important as what a lot of people's making it out. You know, yes, everyone wants to be in the Champions League and things like that, but you have the comfort blanket of the Europa League there. And at the end of the day, your leagues are bread and butter. As a Rangers fan, we need to start to dominate the game domestically. You know, so go out there, give it, you know, give it a go. I don't want to see us sitting back. I don't want to see Lundstrom. I don't want to see Ryan Jack in the same team. In my opinion, it's either or tonight. Um, maybe go with Matondo for a bit of pace. 
I think he'll give more than what Simo gave last week. So I, I just feel it's a, it's a free hit. Um, go out, give it a go. If you could beat, you could beat. Just just go out and, mm. and see what we can do. You know what I mean, boys? I accept that nothing's guaranteed, William, but you say you want to dominate <coughs> domestically again. Are your chances of doing that not greatly enhanced by securing Champions League money? I mean, what's... Like, I'm not a financial expert in all this here, but, I mean, what is the difference? I mean, we have got our bonus payment there of getting into this stage of the playoffs for the for the Champions League. So what's the fallback with Europa League money? You know, is, is it a massive difference? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think... We go in, I have seen a bit... Into, I've seen stuff in the last couple of years, Marvin, that maybe the, the initial sort of money for reaching the Champions League is not as much as people make it out to be. Um... What was it Michael Beale said last week? A single figure difference, but I'm assuming he means that could be anything up to nine million pounds. Yeah. Then um, there's, there's a reason that we've placed so much emphasis on it. It is it's it's a, it's a decent difference. Yeah, it? it's a lot of money, Gordon, definitely. And also in terms of like William saying there, he wants to you know, dominate domestically. You can bring better players when you've got the Champions League. You know, and players know that they'll be playing in Champions League this season it's easier to sign them and convince them and there might be one or two as I said earlier that Michael Bill isn't able to get over the line because they don't have their Champions League finances but also they're not in there at this moment in time so I get what you're saying William in terms of are a Scottish team going to win the Champions League this season or next season no you know it take a minor miracle to do it but the knock-on effect of that if you're talking about you know dominating domestically the money that you're going to get from the Champions League and the better players that you can attract are going to help you in terms of that goal William, any thoughts on, I mean, you've said, you know, don't, don't want to see Lundstrom and Jack in there. Anything else team-wise who's impressed you, who's not impressed you so far? I mean, I think the back four and the goalkeeper picks itself tonight was with Red Vaughan out injured or coming back from injury. So the back four, I think, stays the same. I can't see us going three at the back, which has been muted. We haven't played it enough and whatever. So I think the back four picks itself. Middle of the park, I would like to see Ryan Jack holding with Sifiantes alongside Raskin, with Cantwell in the number 10 role, with Matondo giving the wee bit of a licence to float about there behind big dessers up front. I know people are questioning dessers at the moment, but I think he knows the Dutch football. He's a good record against PSV. Um, big, strong boy up top. You know, I, I just think he's the best option. I would, I would like to see Danilo and Dessers together but I just think a bit of pace we need because I think mm. counter attack's going to be a lot tonight William you might know. not be a million miles off that's kind of what's been favoured hasn't it where to give you I don't know if it's that extra security Todd Cantwell becomes one of the forwards rather than yeah. one of the midfielders and then I think that will happen tonight yeah uh, but unfortunately for Wong, I think they, he might go with Jack and Lundstrom maybe he might play the and, two of them and Raskin yeah. Or because Cifuentes has kind of come in a lot, hasn't he? Yeah. As well? So I, I listen. We're sitting here, we're speculating, but I think they might go with with that. But Cantwell certainly, I think, would play further forward, and then it's you know it's whether they they decide mm. to go with the Danilo and Dessers. Do you think Cantwell will play from the left and then narrow in rather than? I don't know. I, th- I think he'll play. F- yeah, I think he'll play further forward. I think the, the, the defensive kind of. Discipline for him, I think, will be taken away. You'll yeah. play further forward. Uh, William says it's a free hit, but what do you think? 01419511025. William is in the hat, uh, first caller in the hat as well for those tickets to air races. So get involved and we'll speak to you next, hopefully. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Listen and watch. 
Check the Twitter feed at Clyde SSB. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Simon Donnelly and Marvin Bartley are here. It's 0141951025. We are approaching kickoff. Uh, in the near future Maybe still a bit off in Eindhoven In terms of team news We'll give you as soon as we can So get your thoughts in Rangers fans How you're feeling Confident, nervous How much importance is on tonight What do you think the team should look like All the usual big match questions On 01419511025 At Celtic fans What about your thoughts then On the transfer business You go back to the Kilmarnock game really So what's that 10, 11 days ago that's when Brendan Rodgers said he needed quality. No confirmed signings yet. So you're expecting a busy end to that window. Nat Phillips is the name doing the rounds today. Looks like Celtic will sign uh, the defender from Liverpool on loan or certainly heading towards that direction. So is that one that impresses you? How do you see it going? Give us a call. Peter has picked up the phone. He is a Celtic fan from Wisher. How's it going, Peter? Good evening, Gordon. You all right? I'm fine. Good. What's your point tonight? Well, uh, I said to Chris here, <coughs> I've been waiting for about quite a wee while now. Celtic's game on Saturday with Johnson, they get 19 corners. And they did absolutely nothing with any of them. Did Brendan Rodgers do anything training with corner kicks? Did this, I don't see anything come from any corner. 19 in one game. Some teams don't get that in a season. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I mean, you have to Obviously, you would assume Celtic do work on set pieces Is this just part of a wider frustration That Celtic are not Coming as close to scoring In the last few games As fans like Peter would want Yeah, I think it does it, You know, because if they have 19 corners But win the game 2-0 Then, you know, nobody talks about the short corners One thing I will say When you play against Celtic Is that you want that ball coming in the box So you can head it away you know, one thing that you feel that you can outdo them with is, is aerial drills and the ball coming in. So Celtic do move it to move you, to pull players out of, you know, pockets and then they have intelligent players who then slide the ball and all of a sudden they're getting a shot at goal. So I, I get the frustrations, Peter, but for me, if I'm setting up against Celtic, I'd want them swinging the corners in left, right and centre because I believe I had the players mm. that can physically yeah. deal with that. To be fair, I think that was Peter's point. Mm. I don't think you made the distinction between short corners. He's just frustrated that there are 19 of them and it didn't come to... Anything. Yeah, I, th I, th I think this has been a criticism of Celtic in recent times as well. I, I don't think, obviously, it comes to the fore on the back of two, you know, disappointing performances in, in the league in the cup. Uh, I certainly remember back to my days when I was a coach at Dundee United. The, the threat was very much there. The, the bigger personnel. Mm -hmm. That's not really the case now. Even their centre backs with Carter Vickers, they're not the tallest. Uh, I think maybe scored Ibrox for a set play, but. You know, 19 corners at the weekend. I think the frustration comes from, you know, the performance the week before, the performance at the weekend. In terms of chances at the weekend, you know, I covered the game. O'Reilly was guilty of a couple of really good chances. Uh, and speaking from experience in those type of games, if you get that early goal, it, it helps a hell of a lot. It's, I know it's an obvious statement, but the longer that game went at the weekend, you could see the frustration kicking in. Uh, the crowd were getting frustrated. And it, kind of, it really kind of petered out in the second half. They, they had a chance at the start of the second half. I don't recall too many after that. Mm. But yeah, when we were doing the commentary, 19 corners is a hell of a lot. But I think that just comes to the fore because of the frustration, the way the game went. Generally speaking then, Peter, whether it's for set pieces or not, would you like to see Celtic add a bit more physicality then in the, in the coming days? Well, I would think so. As Simon said, when was the last time uh, Celtic actually scored from a corner kick? 
he mentions Captain Vickers. Uh, that was that was some time ago. Yeah, it was. Where, where is it? Where and is I, it? I, rem- I remember Peter. To be honest, I think fans criticising the team beforehand. You know, before that as well. I think it's just the way the personnel's been over the. As I say, I go back to my time. It was 2013-2014 You know, you didn't want to give them corners because they had the personnel there uh, to go and hurt you. And at the moment, they're probably a, a smaller team. Yeah, thank you, Peter. 01419511025. Nat Phillips is the name. Well, I mean, Luis Palma, but it's almost like we're fed up waiting. <laughs> we'll, we'll revisit it when it gets confirmed because everyone's said quite a, a lot on it. Surely it's tonight or tomorrow, I don't know. But Luis Palma uh, nearing Celtic completion. But the one that's come to the fore now, <clears throat> Nat Phillips. Everybody knows Celtic are looking for a defender, mostly because of injuries rather than previous recruitment deficiencies. What do you make of that one? Well, they, you know, Brendan said that you know they, they need a centre half, and and he's bringing another one in. Um, you know, so he's obviously reacting to what has happened. Um, like you said, with the injuries, the only worry for me in terms of you know people are talking about our Celtic and bringing other players, it, it doesn't seem that that's going to be the case. I know the one you know we're waiting to come in as well, but I think Celtic fans are wanting another couple more. And I think Brendan's spoken about that, but the fact that Phillips is is the one that everybody's talking about, and it looks like it's the closest one at this moment in time, makes me think that's the one that's first in the mm-hmm. queue. I'm not sure. They're bringing anyone else in alongside uh, these two yeah, players. Well, Paulo Bernardo is the other name. Yeah, um, Portuguese. From, from Benfica, that would be the other one. Um, but on top of that, yeah, maybe. What are you making that, Phillips? You can only go on, on profile, Simon. Brendan yeah, Rodgers said he wanted like experience. He's I think it comes 26, from, but he's not played a lot of football, has no, he? No, I kind of looked at his, his Wikipedia, which always isn't, isn't always accurate. Uh, but I've, I remember him playing, you know, as a fill-in coming in, I think he played in the Champions League for Liverpool. Yeah, I think it was, that was that COVID season, I think, most that what it was? I think so. So I think it's came about, it's a hell of an opportunity for him because I think he's going to have to go straight in at the weekend. Uh, but it's it's through circumstance. I mean, you couldn't legislate for Carter Vickers being out, mm. uh, Navrotsky picking up the injury, you know, uh, Welsh picking up the injury. You know what? Kobe Ash is still injured, yeah, I think. So we're rhyming off three or four there. So it's came through circumstance. Uh, he's got a little bit of experience for there albeit he's not played a hell of a lot but it'll be a mm. baptism of fire for him in, in, in the weekend the yeah, worry sure. is, is is he going to be up to speed you know, going to such know. a massive game yeah, that would know. be a massive last worry last played I th- football I would say February last January well, yeah. so five appearances last season 17th of January cup game yeah. against Wolves um, but like that's that's one side of it the other side of it is I think a lot of Liverpool fans did like what they saw from him in, in some of the games that he, that he played. It's just not that many, so you're sort of just balancing it up. It's, it's par for the course. You're not you're not getting a player from Liverpool who's close to the starting yeah. eleven, are you? So that's I guess what you have to put up with. Yeah, exactly. Like you said, if you go down to a team of that size, it is going to be you know a sort of player like Phillips. And obviously, there's no doubt in his ability. Obviously, he wouldn't be at Liverpool. My worry would be is. How up to speed is he? You know, going into a massive game like that, listen, if you're going, no disrespect to any of the other teams, then you're going to dominate the ball, et cetera, et cetera. But for, you know, a game that people are looking at now is a real 50-50, um, as Simon said, you know, it's, it's probably the last game that you want to be going into. Mm. But Brendan's seen enough to, to bring him in and, and you know, shore up the defence mm-hmm. or help shore it up. What do you... D- does the, the lack of game time for a 26-year-old, does that... Does that surprise you given that it was Brendan Rodgers who mentioned experience or is, is a good player just a good player and 
you don't worry too much about the other side of it. No, I, I definitely think you worry about the lack of game time as a manager, um, especially like you say in his last you know competitive game was was in January. You know that's not good for anybody. And you know Brendan did speak about bringing in someone with an experience, but maybe experience rather maybe he has tried that and yeah, he's not been able to get yeah, yeah exactly yeah. the first or second in line. He's not been able to get so you know Phillips is, is, is the best he can get at this moment in time, which is which isn't a disrespect to him, but it's just like we need to bring somebody in. Phillips is the best we can get, so let's make do with it now. Uh, let's go back to the phones and bring in another Peter. This one is in Paisley. Peter, if you've got any thoughts on that, Phillips, you can give us them, or if you've something else on your mind, take it away. Oh, thanks for taking my call for support. Most good evening, guys. Hello, good evening. I've been trying to phone to the Kilmarnock game, and um, I'm, for what I'm seeing, absolutely shocking. Brendan Celtic have been playing under uh, Postal Coglu for two years. A method and a style. More so a style, attractive football, always on the front foot. For what I'm seeing for Brendan Rodgers, there's no creativity. You look at Carl McGregor, what a great captain, but he, there was just nothing coming for him. The boy didn't know what to do. I think we had one shot and goal against Kermarnock, am I right in saying that, with, with O'Reilly? Uh, it was something like that. Was it, was it, were there any on target at Kermarnock, actually? Well, Does, I, it wasn't a lot, we can agree on that. Maybe. One. That's what I'm saying. But what, what was getting to me, when, when Foster Cogley was there, we would sometimes see Kyogo pulling forward to link up, then move up the park. But Kyogo is coming into the opposition 18-year box to get the ball. That's not a position that Foster Cogley made it for Kyogo to, to be in. The style of play, I think, but it's just wrong. Anthony Alston, I honestly think that he's a joiner. He's not a right-back. I don't know what he is, but he's certainly not a right back. And I do honestly think when we get put out the cup, um, away from Arnold, I'm saying to myself, Brendan Rogers coming back to Parkida, I was so happy, but at the same point, I was annoyed. But now that he's back, the Celtic players are trying to fit into his, his way of playing. And I don't think most players are happy with his adaption to the game, the way he wants to bring in and whatnot. We certainly need a defender. Matt Phillips, I've never heard of the guy. I don't even know if he ever even put on a Liverpool shirt. Never mind play the game. Yeah, he's, got about, he's got about 30, maybe between 25 and 30 appearances for Liverpool. Was that in a... Uh, what, 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 what format was that in? Was that in just like... Uh, it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of split. I mean, he got a couple of Champions League appearances a couple of seasons ago. It was on loan at Bournemouth most recently in the Championship. Um... Mm. Yeah, but my, my worry is obviously we've got a hell of a, a long injury list. We definitely need two two centre another two centre backs. Joe Hart, the guy's been good for us for the last two seasons, but I'm nervous for Sunday because he's with his feet. He's just he doesn't know what to do with his feet when the ball gets passed back from. We're a team that play for the back, and Joe Hart he's done done as well. But for me, it's just I think it's time that Celtic need to open their eyes. And this is a big season for us because Rangers. I don't look at Rangers, don't watch Rangers. I'm not interested in them, but I sometimes keep a wee eye on them to see what they're doing. And for what I've seen against PSV on Tuesday, so you I do watch them. So you do watch them sometimes. Well, I like to watch them getting beat, but when I watch them, <laughs> when, I, when PSV, when I, when I playing PSV, I thought right, I'm going to get a laugh here. But for what I've seen for Rangers, I can only can. I, I'm, I've no always get my green blinkers on 
what I see is what I see, and I think Rangers is going to maybe put three or four past us on Sunday. Wow, Peter is Peter is down and negative. I mean, like I mean, Peter says he's never heard of Nat Phillips, but lots of people have. He's played at a high level for Liverpool, yes, not that many times. Um, what about the more general point Peter makes? Because it's maybe a, a, a more widely shared one <coughs> about maybe just a worry at whether the players suit the system or the system suits the players or the difference from last season or whatever. Yeah, there, there is a change definitely in the way that Ange approaches the game and Brendan does. You know, I think everyone knew that with Brendan coming back to Celtic that the style would change because his style is, is totally different. You know, he's been up here before and they've witnessed it firsthand. So there's going to be a, a period where it might look like the Celtic are a little bit uncomfortable with doing it because players are now learning another style. Um, but, you know, listen, you have to trust the manager. Like the trophies that he won at Celtic Football Club last time wasn't by luck. So yeah, you know, it's not the Ange way and it's not the high press, et cetera, et cetera. But there's more than one way to be successful. And Brendan will believe that he can be successful. The players will believe that. And yes, they've had a few, you know, performances where people have like kind of raised their eyebrows at it. But, you know, they've won games of football still, you know. So if they go into Sunday's game and win it, then all of a sudden everything's, you know, rosy at Celtic Park. So, you know, you have to, you have to allow him that time to do it. It's, things, these things can't happen instantly. You know, and, and they will come good and they will get better at it. So, you know, I, I get the frustrations because everyone wants things now, but, you know, you have to allow Brendan that time. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, you can hear Peter's frustration. I think a lot of fans are the same. I mean, myself watching was the same the last couple of games. Celtic haven't been good, uh, but it's early days. Kilmarnock, the plastic pitch, I know Celtic went down scored five there last year. So people would throw that argument, but sometimes that is a leveller. I'm, I'm, I'm writing down players here. Carter Vickers was out, Hitati's been out, they've lost Jota. You know, there's a lot of boys there that were big players over the last couple of years for Ange that, you know, for whatever reason, through injury and, and whatnot, and Jota leaving, they've, they've had to shuffle the pack. Uh, they've had to bring new players in. They get a really good result in the first day of the season, albeit Ross County get a couple of goals. Kyogo creates a goal coming deep for O'Reilly in that game there'll be bits of that that I actually commented on in those first couple of games I liked that adding something to his game yes we've seen him he can get across the front post and score for fun but there was little bits that suggested to me that he was clever enough to come and play that and link up there ultimately when you don't win games and if you draw against St Johnson at home that gets criticised you know that gets criticised mm. but as Marv says if he, if he drops into the hole at the weekend and, and makes a goal then you know he's, he's the best thing again and we're not really focusing so much on the style it's early days the last two results have been frustrating and yeah the, the heat and the pressure's on Celtic now because they're not clicking the way they did click last year and they've got questions to answer at the weekend it's going to be a difficult mm. game for them thank you Peter lighten up Peter you never know Nat Phillips might come in and be an absolute sensation come on let's not be too uh, down on things before they've even happened anyway let me run this past you Wonder if even this would cheer Peter up. This could be <laughs> your September to remember because a quarter of a million pounds could be hitting your bank account tomorrow. We've teamed up with our stations across the UK to bring you this amazing £250,000 prize. Imagine that sum of money dropped into your bank account. What an incredible time. 
you could have for the rest of the year and beyond I'm sure just make sure you're in the draw and you could be winning a quarter of a million pounds we guarantee every penny gets paid out to just one winner and it will be in their bank account straight after the call you don't even need to hang around so text YES to 61025 that's yes, the 61025. Texts are £2 plus your standard network rate. You can enter on the website and online entries are £2 or call 0330-880-4523 and the calls are charged at a standard rate as well. It's over 18s only and all the rules for this Bauer Media Audio UK competition are on our website. Lines close 5pm on Friday. Uh, when we will make the call. There's no phrase or amount to remember. You don't have to pick up within five rings. Just answer your phone and the quarter of a million pounds is yours. So for your chance to win it, text YES to 61025. 01419511025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Won't be far away from Team News in Eindhoven at all, so Rangers fans, you can stand by for that. Let's go to Ewan and Knightswood on the phones first, though. Ewan's a Celtic fan. Take it away, Ewan. Hello, how's it going, guys? You okay? Good, how are you? Oh, not too bad, not too bad. Uh, I'm just talking about the Celtic transfer, the way it's going at the moment, you know what I mean? These signing these Celtic players this late on, for me, it doesn't work for me. It's last minute buying it's happened before with Celtic it's been, it's been wrong and I just can't see it working this time we should have done a business early doors we've got a lot of injuries yes we've got players that, we've, we've got players that on the on the South Bank that can do the job easy enough I just don't think it's going to work mm. Do, well, you don't in defence though do you and is that is that not the point particularly I mean, if we're talking Nat Phillips then or, or whoever things yeah, have changed because of the injuries so you, you have to buy or loan now don't you bring Matt, bring Matt Phillips in What's he going to do on loan? What's he going to do? He's going to bring him on loan. Or other players come fit. He's in a year on loan. Mm. These are our players going to sit in the sidelines. Loan players that don't work. They're just not financially viable, in, in my opinion. And as, as far as the, the, the game goes on Sunday, Celtic have played poor this season. They have. I've said it's two home games, obviously. You know, they're, and they did play poor. They were 10 men behind the, behind the ball all the time. We can't break that down. That's our problem. We need attacking players that can... Somebody like a jaw. Mm-hmm. Or a Larson Which they have to get They can oh, they have to get we, we can't break these players down Yeah the, thing, the, the players we're signing Is all defensively No and I mean I think Luis Palma's obviously a winger An attacker And he, he's set to come in I, I actually get where Ewan's coming from Some people just don't like loans Which is fine But yeah. obviously there, there must become a point Where you just need to weigh up Okay we can get this guy on a permanent Or this guy on a loan And he's better than him So is that is that ultimately what it comes down to? You wouldn't want a team full of them, but you just need to bite the bullet sometimes? No, you wouldn't want a team full of them. But sometimes you, you'll find with a loan players that, you, one, you probably can't afford their full wages, whatever he's going to be on at Liverpool. It'll, and two, the, tra- the, lot, yeah, the transfer fee as well. <clears throat> so, you know, normally you loan players that, that you can't get hold of full time. Also, Brendan's reacting to a situation here. You know, if you'd have said to him four weeks ago, he'd have said, no, I don't need another centre-half. I'm not bringing one in on loan or two weeks ago, whatever it might have been, before the injury started to mount up. So he's reacting to the situation and he has to do it. I know what you were saying, he doesn't want a loan defender, but if he doesn't bring in a centre-half on loan and all of a sudden Celtic lose the next two domestic games, people will be saying to him, well, why didn't you bring you know a centre-half mm-hmm. in? So they have to do that. Um, you know, so it, it, it's one of those situations, you know, as, as you know, Gordon said there, nobody really wants loan players, but sometimes if they're better than what you can get permanently, then then it has to make sense. And look, again, Ewan, is, it's understandable because whether it is eight weeks or ten weeks, if Nat Phillips is on a season-long loan, then there will be Carter Vickers 
and Navrotsky yeah. and Lager Bielka still Bielke. there and yeah. Stephen Welsh maybe back but is that just <clears throat> just need to deal with that when just it comes to deal with that listen the guy Phillips might come in and take the jersey that, that's football uh, you would think Navrotsky Lager Bielka and Carter Vickers certainly is the number one centre back but you don't know how long these guys are going to be out as Marv says it's circumstance I mean They've been really unfortunate with three or four centre-backs and, and they've had to do something. And, you know, no disrespect to, to Nat Phillips. He might not have been the first guy. They might have looked at other uh, avenues uh, that might have been impossible at this late juncture. Mm-hmm. We, we don't know. You and you sound like you've, you're hitting the panic button a bit. Well, I have the panic button. The thing is, when it comes to the game on Sunday against Rangers, Rangers will be more open. They'll be, they're not going to sit back with them behind the ball. That's the sort of games the way Celta play will thrive in because they don't have to break down defences, don't have to pass the ball through the box. But try, I mean, the last two games against Ross County at home and so you're at home, they'll try to pass the ball in the box and pass, pass the ball in the back of the net. They, they have no options. The Rangers will be more open. So I think Rangers will, I think Rangers will get beaten Sunday because that, cause Celtic will break them down. Celtic have the quality, passing ability to do that. They just don't have the ability to break down defences. That's, that, that'll be Celtic's downfall this season. Is the team, teams like Ross County. Mm. Do you know what I like about that? I reckon both sides will be saying that ahead yeah. of Sunday. Both sides will be saying that. Ah, this suits us. This suits us because they'll come out and there's more space because we're not we're not at a rest <clears throat> trying to break teams down. And both teams will be saying exactly that. Yeah, because there's always this notion about Rangers in Europe, isn't there? That well, I, th- I think in recent times with Celtic certainly under Postecoglou they were a, a machine clicking going forward yeah and so they could he break could, teams he, down you could argue that the Rangers team at the time there was boys there that were ready to move on that have moved on and they would probably suit to sit and try and pick Celtic mm-hmm. off at the moment the way the form's going and with the Rangers new players coming in I think I think both teams will have to kind of go for it I think there'll be a lot of goals at the weekend well, hopefully. Thank you very much to Ewan on the line. Um, we do have that Rangers team for you. It is as follows. Butland and goals. No surprise at the back with Tavernier, Goldson, Suter and Barisic. It's a bit further forward that it gets slightly more interesting. John Lundstrom given the nod to play alongside Nicholas Raskin and Jose Cifuentes in midfield, which means Todd Cantwell moves a bit further up Dessers leads the line and the other one which we debated Robbie Matondo starts yeah. for Rangers tonight what do you make of that? I tried to gently hint that I thought Matondo might but listen I yeah. don't like to, what, don't what, like to what, brag what do I know? <laughs> it makes sense for me that that does I think you'll see Campbell playing from the, from the left hand side and narrowing in and Matondo giving that real width on the right hand side which yeah exactly pace on the counter attack but also I think you'll see a slightly different role for Tavernier as well because the last thing that he's going to be able to do is, is underlap Matondo so he'll probably be slightly narrower today and Bill will probably look to you know the first leg and you know PSV trying to exploit that right back area for, for Rangers and you know I think Tavernier will be further back today and just feeding the ball to the wing and when he can get forward he will but from a narrower position so you know that that's a a team that I imagine them starting with a 4-3-3 and yes look there's no debate about the defensive structure maybe the defensive midfielder some people would have gone Lundstrom rather than Jack uh, Jack rather than Lundstrom but 
Yeah, it was always going to be one it, of the two. Yeah, well, again, I got that wrong. I thought they might have played both. <laughs> I, I think I do think you just. I I, I'm going to let you off the hook. I just think you forgot about Cifuentes. No, I'm I didn't. offering you. I, no, Simon, no, just say you did. No, I didn't. Yeah. He's, he's a man. He's of not that old. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to let him off the hook. <laughs> I can see where they're coming from with it. Matondo, as I say, I thought maybe an impact player, but he has done well. Mm. The, the, a goal last week in the game, which will have done his confidence no harm. He's got pace there, and as Marv says, it'll be interesting to see how Tavernier plays tonight because. You can't afford both of them bombing forward, so maybe he's just going to be told just play that right back position and, and feed Matondo. Or does that does that become the job of Lundstrom and Raskin to plug to those gaps when maybe. it happens? Yeah, I think Lundstrom's got massive legs about him, so he can do that um, most definitely. But I just don't think that with a right winger ahead of Tavernier, it means he can go as wide and as high because you're almost clogging it up. Um, you know, like I said, I think it'd be a lot easier for him to cross from from a narrower position and also get back defensively. Also thinking about that team of Matondo starting, what it does for the, you know the PSV lineup or, or their mindset now, because one thing those defenders will know is they can't afford to get in a foot race. So I think it will open up more gaps now, and you know it might mean they approach the game slightly differently. Because whereas before they might have thought, you know what, we can press nice and high and be on a halfway line, you don't want to get in a foot race with him because we're getting behind you. I don't think there are any notable absentees. It's always difficult when the bench is so big. Um, but in terms of outfield players, Jack, Sima, Lammers. Scott Wright, Sterling, Davies, Balogun, King, Devine, Danilo. Someone mm. can tell me if there's anyone missing. That's too many for me to keep up with. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Rangers fans, is that the right team or the wrong team? Let us know. And it's that time of the night already. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. Marvin Bartley or Simon <laughs> Donnelly are ready for he's beat sweating. the pundit. He's he's worried. <laughs> he usually comes. It is a bit tight for that. I've noticed. He usually comes in and he's Queen of the South tracksuit. He's dressed to impress. Dress smart. Think smart. I can't on remember beat the, the last time I was in. Did he wear his Queen of the South tracksuit when we were on camera last time? Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I can't remember last yeah. time I saw him in anything yeah, else. I just couldn't remember. He sleeps <laughs> in the thing anyway. Uh, it's 01419511025 and the lines close at seven. So be quick. Simon Donnelly and Marvin Bartley are here on 01419511025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB. Please get in touch, Rangers fans. We just gave you the team starting 11 uh, for the game in Eindhoven tonight. So, what do you think? Are you happy with that? Is that the right team? Is it the one you would have picked? Would you have done something different? And with just under an hour to go, how are the pre-match nerves? That's the important question. That's the question I'm about to ask these two for a very different reason. Celtic fans, we've had some talk about uh, Nat Phillips potentially coming to the club, uh, what the transfer business is going to look like in the next couple of days, where you are at ahead of Sunday. So again, keep them coming in. Uh, Hibs fans, we kn I know you love Marvin Bartley, so it would be nice <laughs> to hear uh, his thoughts on the managerial search. Why not put him on the spot? 01419511025 and we'll play this first. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Okay, beat the pundit time. You're like a new man. A couple of weeks ago, you got your zero, but you got back on the, no. the saddle. I no? don't want to play. Why? I just don't want to. You feeling? <laughs> no, I, don't, I actually don't want to. I don't feel at it. Don't really feel. What an inspiring. We've got a couple of balls over there. It's fine. We have. <laughs> I think that's just out of shot of the camera. Oh, okay. Can we describe how big that box of balls is that's getting signed? Yeah, over the next couple of weeks, I think that'll be uh, empty. It's not great. Let's bring in tonight's <laughs> contestant, who is Ross in East Kilbride. How's it going, Ross? 
Hello, good evening I mean Ross, the state of these two Both <laughs> slumped in their chair saying Don't really fancy playing That must be a good sign for you uh, Well, it's my first time so Good, we'll good Do you usually do okay? I take it playing along at home Mm, sometimes Oh I'll play Ross <laughs> <laughs> These two don't fancy it Ross, Ross doesn't sound confident No no This no, is no, going to no, be an no. absolute classic Right heads it will be Simon Donnelly Tails it will be Marvin Bartley Found the coin I misplaced it last night yeah, Had to use Gordon Deal's pitch mark repairer Out of his Seriously? pocket Because he's always got one Because he's yeah. always playing golf Heads <laughs> Come on Ross Up against Ross <laughs> and so good, You two so are supposed good. to be a team <laughs> Nah not on this no, no, Not when they, when they pick him <laughs> Right 30 seconds Going on the clock We'll give Simon some greatest hits radio to listen to So he can't hear us uh, Ross Is yep. ready We've got 30 seconds Just answer as many as you can and pass If you don't know the answer Alright Yep. Good man. Your yep. 30 seconds starts now. Keith Lasley is the COO of which Scottish club? Pass. What electronics firm founded PSV Eindhoven? Pass. What Scottish team are nicknamed the Warriors? Uh, Glasgow. In the current Scotland squad, name any of the Scottish teams that have two players in the squad. Say that again. In the current Scotland squad, name any of the Scottish clubs that have two players in the in the Scotland squad. <laughs> I'm giving you, I'm cutting you some slack. That's a that's a tough, yeah. wordy question for beat the pundit. Yeah, I must that say. Was a, that was a bit uh, right, let's bring back Simon Donnelly. Simon, can you hear us? Yes, I can. Good. Same set of questions. Thirty seconds on the clock, and your time starts now. Okay, Keith Lasley is the COO of Simon. which Scottish club? What electronics firm founded PSV Eindhoven? Phillips What Scottish team are nicknamed the Warriors? Pass In the current Scotland squad Name one of the Scottish clubs That have two players in the squad Celtic Paul Bernard is the record signing For which Scottish club? Aberdeen What nationality is Rangers striker Cyril Dessers? Oh, pass <laughs> Sugar Ross, what do you think? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I he's had me there. It wasn't a classic. Um, Keith Lasley. It never is, really. Keith Lasley. Keith Lasley's the CEO. He's a great start. He's the coup. Uh, he'll be listening. Um, he always does of St. Mirren. 1 0 Simon. Solid. Who did Ross say? I think he passed. The electronics oh, firm that founded PSV Eindhoven is Phillips. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and They've always had it work for on their show. Oh, really? In Eindhoven? Uh, he might have done, aye. Ah. But he worked with Phillips. Or Hamilton. Because I know they'd have been the factory in, in Europe. Yeah, yeah, there, yeah, we yeah, there we go. Ross got that, though. Do they still have. Oh, on that one. <laughs> presumably do. They always had it, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, they always had it. Can't even remember. Uh, yeah, 2 0. Uh, I've got sympathy for Ross because, I mean. I can see where he's going I didn't specify the sport What Scottish team are nicknamed oh. The Warriors He said Glasgow Glasgow <laughs> Warriors Is it Stenhouse Muir? It's Stenhouse Muir oh, Nearly Ross 2-0 uh, And I've got I've got sympathy Glasgow. I've got sympathy with you Because I, I Get him a rugby Give ball. him a point then Get him a rugby ball Listen technically he's right I'm giving him it right, Yeah I think you should Well done We should have specified Yeah you definitely get one, Ross um, and th- th- This was a tough Question I think it was quite wordy uh, Which I apologise for um, In the current Scotland squad Name one of the Scottish sides That have got two Players in that squad So It was Hearts, Hearts or Rangers Yeah Shankland and Clark Shankland and Clark for Hearts And Jack and Souter For Rangers ah, right, yeah. So there we go Is, oh, is Taylor not in it? No 
Taylor's not in this one. Uh, Aberdeen is indeed Paul Bernard. It was a million quid. Aberdeen. Yeah. Oh, old teammate, team. I mean. Me back in the day, just shows you. What's his teammate of Simon's? It must have been back in oh, the day. <laughs> 1974. Uh, so we'll give you the one, Ross, because I think you're right. <laughs> Glasgow Warriors, what why was, not? What was Dessel's? Uh, oh, sorry, Dessel's Nigerian. Nigerian. Uh, is that so, the only one at Ross got? Right. Glad, nah, he got <laughs> zero. He, no, he got zero. <laughs> Ross, some people will call it a zero. <laughs> I'm feeling Stop generous. Laughing. Laughing at him. He was, was unlucky. I'll yeah. give you the one. It was a 3-1 sort of <laughs> ah, three hard no. lines, Ross. Right. No worries. Good man. Unlucky, right. buddy. I was unlucky, did, Ross. Did Ross say right at the end there? Yeah, I just thought, I thought it was maybe something that sounded like right. He was like assessing <laughs> yeah, yeah, his own performance. Right, yeah. I had me a bit panicky. Sorry if I got that one wrong. 01419511025. Get your calls in. That's three out of three for me. This yeah, but come on, what just, are you playing against? so you know. <laughs> I could have beat him. Totally beat me. He got zero. Who's in front of you? <laughs> <laughs> like, you're just desperate because you got a zero and you're wanting someone else. Yeah, that else was a zero. You can't have to Glasgow. You. That's not fair. You're the only zero of the season so far. Really? Yeah. Kept that quiet. For the pundits well. anyway. I would have say you got three out of three wins? Yeah, out of three. 100% record he, he gets the job done Nah, fair play I didn't play. feel good about myself tonight I wasn't on it I was hoping you were right But you were wrong Got off to a good start You hear about Hugh On Friday? No He'll be, he'll be in particular he'll, he'll want you two to hear about this No? No Eight 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 out of eight No um, way Absolutely Unheard wow. of And we gave him the chance As we do To answer the remaining two To get ten And And he did it he got them as well. No way. I know. I'll, I need to listen back. I didn't think he was capable. Yeah. Friday night's podcast. It's there for all to hear. I'm going to message his Nokia later. He was. Well done. He, oh, you listen. He'll, he'll be in touch in the next <laughs> couple of minutes. I'm certain of it. But um, yeah, there we go. Things you never thought what you would a hear. Guy. Yeah. 01419511025. We are 50 minutes. And every time I do this, someone tells me I've got the kickoff time wrong. But it's eight o'clock, isn't it? 50 minutes left. Uh, as we build up to kick off a Eindhoven, a team that was actually started for workers of the Phillips factory, in case you, in case you hadn't there you go. So there we go. Uh, get your calls in on the team. Is it the right team? Is it the wrong team? Celtic fans, are still a lot being said. Uh, you get the luxury of sitting back with your feet up and waiting for the Champions League group stages as you earned last season. That's not stopped people looking ahead to the weekend and thinking <coughs> about the transfer business. That is still to happen. Um, but a quick recap of that team, just if you missed it before the break. Butland and Gold, Tavernier, Goldson, Suter, Barisic, Lundstrom, Raskin, Cifuentes, Cantwell, Matondo, Dessers. So there we go. That is the team that Michael Beale has picked. So I think, you know, if Matondo's in from the start, naturally he's not there to provide the impact off the bench, people thought. So is it is, is, it, is tonight the night for... You know, thinking about that bigger picture If it's him that's usually coming off the bench Well maybe this is a big chance for, for Sima to come on Do what he did last week in terms of contribution In a goal scoring sense But and maybe not with that pressure Because I think people thought you know, from the start He maybe did struggle a bit up until the goal last week didn't he? Yeah I think Bill will be hoping that you know, The players who start impact it from the start And then all of a sudden you know, you're a goal or, or two ahead And then you can probably see the game out Rather than you know, th looking at his bench and thinking I'm going to need one of you to go on and impact it in an attacking sense So yeah, listen, you know, you spoke about it earlier, Gordon, and, you know, Matondo's earned his start through, you know, coming off the bench and impacting things. And, and now Bill's going to say to him, now you've got the opportunity from the first minute. It's probably an opportunity he's waited a long time for because 
he was probably written off in the summer, wasn't he? By a lot of fans thinking that, you know, he would leave the club. He's not impacted it well enough. I think he's came back this season with a bit between his teeth. And, and this is the next step for him. If he can fire Rangers into the Champions League, all of a sudden, you know, his, his career at Rangers looks a lot different to it looking four or five months ago. This is his chance. This mm-hmm. is his, his real chance mm-hmm. to go in. There's not a bigger game, you know, a qualifier to get into the Champions League proper. It's his chance. He came to the club last year. People were talking about him for whatever reason. He'd never set the place on fire. He's came in this season. He looked sharp. Uh, he took his goal really well last week. You asked us at this, the start of the show, what does he have to do? He has to go and yeah. perform tonight and, and stamp his authority on it and take the jersey. And how things change. A year ago, Rangers went to Eindhoven, two all from the first leg, managed to get the win. How many changes are from that team? Seven. Seven, seven changes. So Tavernier, Goldson, Barisic mm-hmm. and Lundstrom. And again, you know, these stats can sometimes be more interesting than others because I think for a lot of people, Lindstrom could easily have not started tonight, which yeah. would have made it even more dramatic. But there we go. Certainly from, you know, in front of that, John McLaughlin played in goal, for instance. Yeah. But in front of that, Kamara, Sands, so it's, Cholak, it's Lawrence, Michael, Kent, Michael Tillman. Beale's team now. Yeah. Uh, we said at the time that they would take him a couple of transfer windows at least. Uh, this is very much his side. You know, there's a, a little touch of the old team there. Uh, but seven changes, yeah. And... <laughs> opportunities for all of them to go in and get Rangers into the, the Champions League. And, and is that where comparisons to last season are, I guess, you know, maybe more psychological than anything for, you know, for fans? It's sort of comforting to know that well, we can do that. We did it last year. Why can't we do it again? In terms of actual relevance or similarity, does that mean that there actually isn't that much? Or I don't think there's any relevance for, for the Rangers players, like you said, with the amount of turnover that they have had since playing that game a year ago. I think in PSV's mind, regardless of the turnover of players you had there, you know that Rangers beat you their last year to go through. So I think that'll be in the back of their minds. And I think their fans will be worrying more about it than, you know, Rangers fans will be thinking, right, we did it last year, we can do it this year. So, you know, I think it's it's more probably in the minds of the people who were defeated rather than kind of the ones who were victorious. But, you know, look, looking at the two teams and you reading it out, you know, I think this is a better team. You know, 11 for 11, I think this is a better team now than mm. that went across there last yeah. year. And Do you think won. that's with the benefit of hindsight in terms of what happened to some of that team after because for instance this time last year Rangers had just been in the Europa League final at the end of the previous yeah. season you know and, and people were still looking at the likes of of Ryan Kent as potentially been able to do it and, and Cholak had been the guy that knocked Rangers out of the Champions League before mm-hmm. he, he even scored on the night high hopes for Tillman Kamara was again you know had been had been a favourite I think you know, Even Sanzo, when you mentioned him, I was, true. you know, never, Surprised never convinced him, yeah, yeah. Um, by him in, in John the Rangers shirt. Would Is, Jack Butland be an upgrade? Yeah. We'd have to uh, imagine so. Right, let's bring in Stephen and Knightswood. How's it going, Stephen? I'm good, guys. How are you? Yeah, not bad. What's your point tonight? Uh, I think, I just heard the line-up term. I think Rangers are playing with Tondo for the start because I think PSV Eindhoven are going to press it for the start. I think they're going to be all areas and they're going to just use Matondo as like a outlet, like counter attack. That's why he's in the, in the team. I just wonder what your thoughts about that is. Yeah, I agree with what you're saying there, Stephen. I think he's definitely in there, you know, to kind of launch Rangers on, onto the counter attack. I wouldn't be too surprised if Rangers are a little bit more direct as well on the turnover of play. I think, you know, when teams are pressing you higher and they're trying to be possession dominant, you know, the, the best way of forcing them back is by trying to get early balls forward. I'm not talking about long balls, I'm talking about direct <coughs> balls into his path to, to put him into a race because 
you're probably playing into PSV's hands if, you know, you turn the ball over in your defensive third and then you're trying to play through them. I think it kind of eliminates, you know, the strength that Matondo does have. I think you can get the ball to him early, as early as you possibly can, or you get it in the space as early as you possibly can. And it might look a little bit rugged for us watching on TV, but I think it will help Rangers in terms of the game and, you know, potentially even getting a goal. Do you think Rangers will have a sort of early storm to weather? Yeah. Will that be PSV's yeah. kind of mindset? I believe so, yeah. I think I've seen enough in the PSV team. I think they'll definitely uh, go and try and go for the jugular straight on. But I'm just looking at their team for last week. First half, they had a lot of joy with Boyd Dest and Veerman on that left-hand mm-hmm. side. Maybe that's the thinking from Matondo coming in. You know, if they're going to be bursting forward, there is going to be space there, as Stephen quite rightly says there, to go the other way, you know, on the counter. So maybe that's the thought process behind that. But as far as you're concerned with your question there, Gordon, I think they'll have to weather... You know, the first 15, 20 minutes, I think PSV will come out the traps and, and test Rangers. Stephen, are you confident tonight? Uh, it's 50 50, isn't it? You know, it's like, it's like coming into a game, it's like a cup final. Who knows? Whoever comes out eight wins 40 million, basically, isn't it? So, all Rangers need to do play their, play their football, get Cadwell on the ball, and score a goal. It's <laughs> as simple as that, yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe more than one, depending on how it goes. Um, the cup final analogy different because obviously you're over there, you know, you're, you're, and that's what we said maybe about them looking faster. It's all the same cliches we hear here, you know. Yeah. It, so can you can, and... can Rangers silence their crowd yeah. the same way we talk about St Mirren going to Ibrox yeah. and silencing? I think that, but you, you look at the game last week; they're really good with the ball in possession. But we were talking about it in the break. I think first half they had a lot of possession PSV without really having that cutting edge, mm-hmm. but they showed their capabilities after going behind to get back into the game but they also showed getting caught on the ball for the first goal yeah. there, there's opportunities there that Rangers could capitalise you know I think their, their back line might be the that, weakest part the, of their team that's how the goal came again we've just yeah. said that it doesn't matter um, similarities but that's how the goal came about in Eindhoven last mm-hmm. year as well wasn't it Rangers nicked it didn't over, they yeah. the pitch and, uh, we'll see thanks Stephen what about Jim and Partick Jim hi hello lads how are you doing alright yeah, I'm doing fine, thanks. Good, what's your point? Um, yeah, I think the point, my point is is that um, Beal obviously wants to be his own man. Pretty clear. And um, there's a lot of players that have done really well for Rangers over the past few years that are no longer there. Um, Dakala has gone. Kolach has gone. Arfield has gone. Lewis Mayo, Mayo has, has went to Kilmarnock, has also gone. Hadji's gone. And I look at our bench tonight and I think there's no Hadji, there's no Mayo, there's no Arfield, no Kolach, no Sakala. And um, I think Dale has maybe um, tried to put his mark on it a bit too much. You know, I think he's um, he's kind of thought to himself, I want to get rid of Gerald Simons and, and put, my, put my mark on it. Was it not and, a team that was just desperately needing a freshness though, Jim? Is that, I thought that's what everyone was sort of in agreement yeah, with last yeah, season. Exactly, I, I totally agree. But, but you've got Lammers and Danilo who have been brought in and they're not starting. So, you know, for me, um, it, it, it doesn't really make sense, to be honest. Mm. Um, I, I've, I've supported Rangers since since I was uh, five years old and that was 1970. I've seen uh, us getting rid of PSV twice, Bobby Russell scoring 3-2-1 and beating them 4-1 at home and 1-0 away. Um, but tonight, I don't feel, I don't feel confident. And, and I honestly think that some of the decisions that have been made with the, with, with the actual playing staff that have been um, 
absolutely brilliant, you know, to, to get us into a, um, a final in the Europa League. I, 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 I don't, I, I don't really understand it. Right, who in particular? Let's narrow it down because he's doing great at Kilmarnock and so on. But but let's be honest, Lewis Mayo was never impacting the Rangers first team in in a way that we can discuss him as being, you know, a big loss at this moment in time. So who who you who do you think should still be there? That's better than than what is currently there. Well, he's brought in Danilo, mm-hmm. and he's brought in he's brought in Lamos, and you look at Kolac's uh, scoring ability compared to um, the the previous history of Lamos and Dessels, then that's a real concern. And he was the guy that got us through last year. Um, Sakala hasn't really, uh, for me. Put a foot on, you know. He's, he's worked really, really hard for the team. He, he scored goals when he needed to against Celtic as well. Um, and Scott Arfield, you know, the only guy that scored against Liverpool, you know, a, a, a good, strong, hard-working midfielder. And I, I, I just worry that, that we don't have the experience and and, and we don't have the um, the ability on the bench. And some of these guys, I mean, even Hadji as well. You know, the, you know the, the the goals that he scored in Europe. Um, I just I just find it kind kind of odd. But, there, are, there are a couple um, of examples in there that think, you know is that the challenge for? And Jim hits those two probably on the head. Uh, Lammers and Danilo. Mm-hmm. They they do ultimately now need to prove that they're better than Cholak and Hadji as an example. But, but they need time to do that. You know, we're not even out of August and all of a sudden people are being written off for, for others who spent at least a year at the football club. So if we're having this conversation this time next year, then then I understand it. But, you know, <laughs> they've literally just signed, they potentially paid what made four or so appearances for Rangers, maximum five appearances. <clears throat> and, and we're already saying, well, you know, the players who left before them, you know, are, are better. You can't make that judgment for me. I don't think you can. Also, like you said, there, Gordon, you know, the amount of times last season people speaking about this squad needed freshening up and, and now Michael mm-hmm. Beale's done it. And, you know, as I said, we're, we're very early in the infancy of this season in terms of these new players coming in. We need to give them time, at least, listen, at least till January, but I think it has to be till the end of the season and then we can judge them based on who they've replaced and, you know, have they been an upgrade or not. Mm, thanks very much to Jim We'll have to leave it there Didn't realise that was the time already We're getting closer to kick-off in Eindhoven And we'll get a full-time teaser next Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hear it Watch it Search the YouTube stream now Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Marvin Bartley and Simon Donnelly are here It's 01419511025 You should have heard them both during the break Comparing notes because of course these two Are coming up against each other In the Masters that's coming up We really, we, we should sponsor the thing, seriously I mean, Mark Wilson's playing Simon yeah. Donnelly for Celtic, Kenny Miller for Rangers You're playing for Hibs mm-hmm. And you were just bragging that you trained With your Queen of the South players the other day And you think you've actually, your fitness level's not as bad as you thought? Yeah, I trained on Monday because one of the boys went in early So Threw the sports scientist in first, and then he was having one. The lads so wanted him out. When is this again? Remind me. Ninth of September. Yeah. Yeah. Fortnite, so. Fortnite. Yeah. Preseason's it's going to start yeah. tomorrow for us. <laughs> Mine started <laughs> worryingly. Yeah. I don't feel any fitter. I mm. feel all right. Mm. Okay. Uh, right. Let's get this up and running. 
The full-time teaser with Sliding Wardrobe Solutions East Kilbride. Tackle your customers' spaces with made-to-measure wardrobes. There's been a real consistent theme to the questions this week, in case you hadn't heard. There's a big game coming up on Sunday between the sides in Glasgow, and we're going to continue on that theme. So thank you to Nathan Corey for sending this in. Fulltime at Clyde1.com. Fulltime at Clyde1.com. Can you name the last 10 players to score their one and only old firm goal? That makes sense? I think Mm -hmm. so. Is one of them on this show? You'll have to wait and see. Name the last 10 to score their one and only old firm goal. Now, bearing in mind it could be their one and only so far, because they, you know, they might still be there, might still be involved. Uh, um, Mark Wilson? You, nah, not, not going as far back as him, nowhere near it. Carter Vickers? Yes. Thanks for coming, Si. They've just got one. Relax. How many you got, buddy? <laughs> Stop writing CCV, mate, and give us an answer. It's always amazing the, 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 the different strength or skill sets of the pundits. On Monday, we had Charlie Mulgrew, who Maeda. couldn't remember. The, and he, oh, like, he wouldn't he, have got any. He, but he crossed it in for one of the guys, <laughs> and he couldn't remember who it was. <laughs> like it was Joe Ledley. I think he took the corner or, or feet or something. He crossed that. it and just couldn't remember who it was. Dyson Maeda. Yes. Well done. I'll take one more guess from you. Cantwell. Yes. Okay, we'll leave it there. So thanks to Nathan. Uh, the guys have until the end of the show. What are you saying? Exactly. Perfect. You're really good. Uh, he's he's uh, giving his, his teammate a hard time here with Marvin Bartley. Anyway, the last 10 players to score their one and only old firm goal. You've got Cantwell, who was the most recent. Dyson Maida and Cameron Carter-Vickers. Okay, we're building up to kick off in Eindhoven, but also let's bring in Aaron, who's a Celtic fan in Greenock. Aaron, how are you feeling tonight? What's on your mind? Uh, hello, Pan. I hope you're doing well. Um, just wanted to make the point. I think the Celtic support is overreacting a little bit to the start of the season. So, a few people saying the business hasn't been great. I, I also think people are missing the point that we've got a good few key players out. We lost Carl Starfield, brought in two centre halves, lost Jota, brought in two wingers. And we lost Moy to retirement, obviously, and brought in two midfielders. Um, I think, I mean, Kilmarnock, uh, it's disappointing to go out early in the cup, it always is, but Kilmarnock have kept three clean sheets against three of the best sides in Scotland this season. They're doing a cracking job so far. And at the weekend there, I was at the St Johnston game. Any other day, we're 3-0 up, going up into half-time. We were just never took our chances in the day. I can understand the frustration with the second half, because... Mm-hmm. There was just no end product, but I thought any other day it was just one of them days, you know what I mean? Yeah, you're right. I mean, Kilmarnock are very hard to score against unless you're... I just was thinking that. <laughs> I Aaron, Aaron teed made, that up. Aaron really good points he forgot about Anyway, um, I digress. What, was it a case of that at the weekend? Because you can't... You know, it just depends how you view these things. I've seen lots of people say that, ah, you know, it was one of those days and Celtic had chances... I've seen equal amounts of people saying, no, no, Celtic were nowhere near as, there weren't anywhere near as many chances as you would expect on a, a, a home game against Matt, St. Matt Johnson. Riley, Matt O'Reilly on another day could quite easily have had a hat-trick. Celtic, as I say, I covered the game. It wasn't as poor a performance, from my opinion, on the week before at Kilmarnock, where they didn't have really much effort on goal. <clears throat> and I agree with Aaron. I think he's quite level-headed and sensible for this show, I dare say. <laughs> uh, with his points that 
there is a frustration there, but O'Reilly scores, and it's if if spots and maybe's, but if O'Reilly scores early on, you could have looked mm. at something. The longer the games go, Gordon, I've played them before, the longer the games go, it, it gives St. Johnson something to get their teeth into. And by the way, credit to St. Johnson because they've had a terrible start to the season, but they came and worked their socks off, made it really difficult. They called upon their keeper two or three times, but on another day, you know, Celtic would have walked away with the three points. It's on the back of the week before, and as Aaron quite rightly says there as well, if you strip it back, you look, there's, I mean, Alistair Johnson came back at the weekend, which was a plus, uh, because he's been a big player since he came to Celtic, but they're missing a lot of the mm. players that were in that team that kind of walked over a lot of teams last year. They're missing them just now. The guys are right in the sense, Marvin, you, you do get those days where you think, how have this team not scored? I just wonder if Saturday was one of those. Well, listen, Simon obviously watched the game a lot closely than, than I did, a lot closer than I did. And, you know, like you're saying, in terms of creating the chances, it's about putting them in the back of the net. Um, if I'm honest, a team like Celtic don't expect St. Johnson to be able to go, especially the form that they were in, and, and hang on to a nil-nil. And like Simon says, it comes off the back of the Kilmarnock game. So he expected the players to be rare and to go. And for them not to get that win, I, I do understand the frustration mm. from some fans, but... They are creating the chances. So on another day, you know, you could walk away three or four nil. I suppose what, you know, sometimes you get a feel and this is where I hands up and we could be wrong because we're not there and we're in here on a yeah. Saturday. You know, sometimes it feels like when you play the big sides, it's like kitchen sink and you're like, oh, you know, this is coming. How are they hanging on here? It's a matter of time. That's, it didn't, didn't no, feel like didn't that feel, to us. No, because but, the second half, I think I said, and Aaron touched on it as well, the second half out with... The really good chance for Matt Riley at the start of the second half. They didn't have much. Oh, so it was more that. that it sort of tailed off. It tailed okay. off. It tailed off. And as I say, some you look at it as well. I kind of look at it from you go at your your experience of those situations. Some of the players might not have experienced that. You know where you know the, the fans. You can hear the fans getting frustrated. There's sixty thousand there willing you to yeah. go and score a goal. You maybe start trying things when it isn't on. You know, rushing things. And they won't have experienced it a lot because, as I say, they've kind of steamrolled over plenty of teams over the last two years. So it's a new experience. They couldn't come up with an answer at the weekend. You get frustrated Celtic supporters out there on the back of the Kilmarnock game. They've got the Rangers game round the corner. There's only one way you can, you know, fix that and it's to go and get a result at the weekend. So Aaron, you, you feel like, you know, there's a lot of positives to be had. You think the next couple of days, couple of transfers in, do you think everything will be... All right, so to speak. Well, I think put it this way, I've heard Nat Phillips is pretty close to signing. I yeah. heard so Anthony Joseph said he's come to Glasgow. That's a signing I'm really, really pleased with. Um, when it comes to England, I keep an eye on Liverpool down that English team. But he played. He came in a few seasons back when Liverpool had a lot of injury problems, and he actually played a decent part in getting Liverpool into the top four. He's tall. We can win Vidal's. He can. He's got a bit of strength on him. I think he's he's not a superstar, obviously, but he might be just what Celtic needs, especially going into this big game in the weekend and obviously with Europe in the next few weeks. Yeah, I mean, you think that will be the reality of it? Will he have to come in and play this weekend? Will be comfortable enough with that? Yeah, I think so. I think Scales, no offence to you, boy, he's done well at Aberdeen, but I don't think he's quite... Good enough. Lager Belka, obviously, he's came in. We've had very, two very underwhelming results. I don't think he's played bad. For what I've seen, he's got a good drive on him and he can defend pretty well. It's not his fault. 
Yeah, and look, that that's it. I mean, Aaron will bow to his. He's a Liverpool fan, so he keeps a close eye on these things and reckons Nat Phillips could be a real a real positive piece of business. Yeah, listen, and obviously Brendan thinks the same thing. Obviously, he wouldn't bring him into the football club. Um, you know, we're talking about set plays and stuff earlier and corners going in the box. You know, Phillips, obviously, like Aaron says there, does give him that physicality and that does give him that target to potentially hit if they do want to start swinging corners in. But first and foremost, he's going to need to be able to defend. Um, you know, that's going to be the important thing. Can he go into that defence and, and help improve it? Um, you know, I've seen a few people say that Scales doesn't seem up to it. Which again is harsh on them because, you know, if you're given the, the odd game within that team and as Simon said, when the team's not actually doing that well and, and, and you're at the back of that and, you know, the, the fans are getting on the players' back, it, it's been difficult for him because we have seen what he can do when he was at Aberdeen. But, you know, clearly Brendan knows the players better than us and, and he need, needs to add to that department and he's doing it with a player that he thinks can improve them. Yeah, and I think the other thing as well is, just as Marv says, they're coming into this team at the moment, especially for the new players as well, they aren't quite, at, well, they're not, they're far from uh, top gear at the moment, Celtic. They got through the first two games in the league. I actually thought the Aberdeen game was a great result because Aberdeen, Petaudry, their first home game of the season, Barry Robson played with, with two up top, really pressed Celtic. I thought it was a good result to come away with the three points there. But they haven't hit top gear. We're, we're early stages of the season, so it's difficult. There's been a lot of injuries there. So players are coming into a team at the moment It's a wee bit fractured It's not that well-oiled machine that we've seen Time and time again last season So, you know As I say, the great thing in football is One result can change that And no bigger than the weekend uh, What else? Aaron Louise Palmer It seems, to, you know, just, it is just a matter of time We think, just to get that one over the line Is is that one that excites you? I think uh, Paolo Bernardo That is another one, a midfield player would that would that satisfy you? Would you be looking for more out of the next couple of days? Um, Palma, I felt I'm not going to pretend I know too much about either one of them. Mm-hmm. Palma coming from, I know people saying, "Oh, it's the Greek league and this that and the next thing," but I'd argue the Greek leagues are better than in quality terms in Scotland. I mean, you have Olympiakos, Panathinaikos, Aik Athens, constantly competing for the title. Um, the who was the other guy? What was the other uh, guy? Bernardo, isn't it? It's the Benfica. It's straight out the Jota playbook by the looks of it. That sort of, you know, that yeah. that kind of type of signing, if you like. I don't mean uh, as a player. I mean the the model. Yeah. Um, obviously, I don't know too much about him either, but just pl- I'm pleased to get him in. The only two areas I'd like to see is bringing a player for is goalkeeper mm-hmm. and striker as well because obviously Maida O and Kyogo they will be away to the Asian Cup presumably around January time and we will need another player to fill in Can we assume that despite lots of people like Aaron wishing for it that, that go, because we've debated it before yeah. that goalkeeper isn't isn't an issue for Celtic at the moment because with two days to go there have been unless I've missed them Next yeah, to think. no rumours I, I mean there was a bit early <clears throat> in the window but Yeah there was a little bit I don't think And, and there was a couple of players I forget who it was It was, was it the Croatian Croatian goalkeeper Yeah uh, that was speculation But I don't see that That might be for, further down the line What I will say is Joe Hart made a couple of good saves At the, mm. at the weekend mm-hmm. there At 0-0 uh, Second half When As the way the game was going You didn't think St Johnson were going to have anything But they did <clears throat> They had a couple of decent chances And he was called upon 
just with that as well, with ever-changing, you know, defence, especially at centre-half, one thing you do need is a calming goalkeeper behind it, an experienced goalkeeper. So for whatever thoughts that people think that Joe Hart has with his feet, he's going to be the yeah. most important player within that back five and including the four defenders ahead of him yeah, over these coming weeks. Yeah. Exactly, because yeah. he'll keep them calm, he'll keep them right, he knows his own game, he's been there and he's done it, and he can concentrate on other people, not just on himself. You bring a new goalkeeper in who is maybe worried about just himself because he's trying to make an impression, et cetera, et cetera. All of a sudden, it looks a lot worse back there. He's going to be vital to Celtic and they need to, you know, just forget about getting a goalkeeper in this window if they were even thinking about it. Aaron, thank you very much. 01419511025. Nathan sent you this question and it is, can you name the last 10 players to score their one and only old firm goal? Todd Cantwell, Dyson Maida, and Cameron Carter-Vickers. So these are ones that could, of course, add to that tally at some point. Kamara? No. <sighs> I'm not going to lie. I've That's not you. given much thought. He's still he busy with the calls. He started really quickly. Yeah. Okay, there are one, two, three who could, in theory, still add to that tally. Hadji? No. Well, he wouldn't, because he's... Well, I suppose he's on loan, but no. Mm -hmm. There's three... Who else in the Todd Cantwell game? Hope it was the same game. I think it might have been. <laughs> Round about that time. <laughs> no? No takers? No, Great. I'd erased that Brilliant. from my memory. Yeah, I thought you might have. So Cantwell opened the scoring. <clears throat> Sakala rounded it off. Who was in the middle? Remember it went 2-0. Set piece. He might have been the only one of the current squads that you've worked with? Suter. John Suter. I mean, Suter. I, I practically gave you his star sign, passport number and all sorts there, but anyway. I still, I still wasn't getting that. Tavernier? Has he scored more? Oh, he, no, he's not on the list. Look, Marvin's pulling faces. No, I'm not. I said that was a, no, no, I no, think exactly. that was a good, a good one. Who Tavernier. <laughs> Don't focus on my mistakes. Get some more exactly. answers on the list. Some cheap. Oh man, having a let's take them Come on, or something, man. Who else? So there's two other ones that could add to that. Two others that are still playing, both Celtic. Oh, I'll give you some thinking time. Taylor. Yeah. Taylor. Yes, well done, Greg. That's Taylor. What I was One, say. two, three, four. <laughs> Five to get, and we will get them next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Listen and watch. Check the Twitter feed at Clyde SSB. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Marvin Bartley and Simon Donnelly are here, and it's 0141951025 for you to join in. We are building up to kick off in Eindhoven, 15 minutes or so away. Big night for Rangers, massive night, looking to secure that Champions League qualification. And then we'd have two teams in the group stages, just like we did last season, which means you two probably need to sign up for some late night shows in here. Like, did, did you do any of them last season? I did. Yeah, I reckon you yeah, did as you well. Did, you you did. just can't remember. Yeah. They must have been really memorable. Lots of talk with the previous caller about <coughs> Celtic signings. I did say it was a matter of time. I didn't expect it to be 
five seconds after those words <laughs> left my mouth. But uh, Luis Palma, that is now confirmed. It's yeah. been, it's not quite got to saga levels, but it's been bubbling away for a good few days now. He has joined Celtic on a five-year deal, subject to international clearance. So there we go, Simon. That's the first piece. Yeah, yeah, and as I say, don't know anything about the, the lad. Uh, what we'll say is there's going to be a right fight on in those areas because we were talking about it. The, the, the lad Tilio, who's not featured yet as well. There's quite a number of players in that. Does that maybe suggest that one or two might be moving out before the, the window shuts? I don't know. Haksabanovic after maybe. his Instagram post. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I'd love to see a Queen of the South player <laughs> posting a really moody picture with a little... Oh, probably do all the time. Probably my face. Would you... <laughs> how would you treat that? I wouldn't. I'd just tell them, you know, to work harder to get into the team. It's easy going on social media and doing That's that sort of thing. It's, 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 it's highly frustrating. And to be fair, as a player, I'll admit, I've done it. It was Facebook back then, though. <laughs> and genuinely, I did it when I was at Burnley. And I was just so frustrated that <laughs> oh, I came back to the team and I thought, I know. Pathetic. And you look back and you're like, why did I do it? But So I, I can't really... The hammer it too much I've Too many snakes out there <laughs> No I put for sale sign and then, up And was. then all your, all your, your, <laughs> your For sale sign That's what it was Then all your pals Comment saying What's up honey DM me Yeah oh, I don't want to talk about it <laughs> Absolutely disgraceful um, But yeah again I mean subject to International clearance That These mm. things tend to Sort themselves out Quite quickly Do you see a dramatic Debut at the weekend Celtic have done it in a number of times in recent seasons. Just before we move on yeah, to that, right. the amount of times that you know players have been signed this summer and what you said there, Simon, I don't know too much about them. It, it must be a worry, you know, where constantly players are coming in. And I know, listen, we can speak about other ones that have came in. I'm not just talking about Celtic, by the way, you know, came in and hit the ground running. But I think when teams aren't playing that greatly and you're continuing to bring players mm-hmm. in that no one's really that aware of, it, you know... It is more of a worry, I think. Is it? Is it maybe not so much for Celtic fans because they've got Kyogo and Hitati and all these guys and Matt O'Reilly and guys that they didn't necessarily know much. But there's been other have ones been that haven't really. Of course, but, you know, when, but if you've got it. if you've got a strong evidence yeah. base there, then maybe they'd be. I think that, I think that's where Celtic are maybe struggling a wee bit just now because that base that you're talking about, a few of them aren't there. So you're bringing in the likes of Yang young 19 year old who comes in and starts at the weekend who looks lively came off the mm-hmm. bench at uh, Rugby Park they're not as I said earlier on they're not going into mm-hmm. a team that are firing all yeah. cylinders so that's where they're, they're, they're struggling a wee bit at the moment. it makes it so much harder doesn't it as a player oh, right. people don't understand yeah. that it's like suddenly you young lads the go to guy at the weekend saying, give him the it. ball go yeah. and do something whereas if you've got Hitati and other ones in there that have been over the over the piece with it and are successful in that team it's a big help to the young kid definitely so there we are Luis Palma is in will Matt Phillips follow soon and what else will happen between now and the end of the window he's got the number 7 big oh, shoes big. to fill yeah. Miku quite right and, take, uh, take this uh, Nadia yeah. Chief Chi yeah. it's hard so it's a big burden to carry yeah that's a big number you played with a Which, decent one did you not he wasn't too bad he was alright what number you saw I was back in the day, it was 1 to 11. Oh, really? Yeah. That long ago, wow. Yeah, it was indeed. But the only year black I had it. white TV. Was, uh, <laughs> steady. Steady. Uh, the only year I had it was the first year it came in, I had number 13. Sub goalie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there we are so that's your signing news for tonight Luis Palma Celtic fans I'm sure you'll be happy to see that one over the line Rangers fans 10 minutes away from kickoff in Eindhoven I can't let you leave a real favourite you're a fan's favourite at Easter Road Marvin Bartley and you're still a big Hibs fan 
what have you made of the managerial situation in the last few days? Well, first and foremost, with Johnson going, um, you know, no one wants to see somebody lose their job. It, it didn't surprise me. Um, you know, I thought it was it was kind of coming. They obviously went through in Europe. The Aston Villa game, we were talking about free hits earlier. That really was a free hit because, you know, nobody expected them to do anything in the first leg. And listen, nobody expects David Gray to do anything with the team really tomorrow. But the Livingston, you know, the result, and I spoke about it when we were watching a Villa game here, that it was a potential banana skin. And, you know, I, I did think if he lost that game, he would lose his job, um, which has happened, unfortunately. But looking forward, I think they, they need to take their time with it. Um, you know, they've had, I think it's four managers in five years. They need to know what direction that they want to go in, um, the powers that be, because you can't keep rotating the manager. So you've seen a few names linked with it. Um, how much truth are in those or is, you know, I'm, I'm unsure. Let's hear from Neil Lennon. It's a club that, you know, worked out before. The you know, great couple of seasons there. And it's an attractive prospect for a lot of applicants, like, you know, so... We'll see. I'll just watch this space. I'd be interested in a conversation, that's for sure. I think the board have put a lot of investment into the, the playing side and the stadium as well. So, like I say, you know, it's a club that hasn't started the season so well, but there's huge potential there. Look, Celtic. there's going to be a lot of candidates, you know, and you look at the likes of Derek McInnes and Steve Robinson and Malky McKay, all very good managers up there in the Premier League. So there will be a host of people wanting that job. Marvin Bartley, you worked with Neil Lennon at Hibs. Would you... What, what, can you see that happening, a return? Yeah, well, you know, he, he wants to return by what he's saying. So that means that, you know, there's a potential for it to happen. Um, you know, if the club want to go kind of in that direction, um, you know, we've I've spoken about Neil before in terms of his man management, in terms of his motivational skills. You know, so if they want that, that type of manager, then potentially if it's a manager that's out there on the grass and doing the coaching, then, you know, that's not really what Neil does. But he does the other side of it, you know, so it depends what they want. Um, but you know, as he said, it's, it's a big club, and it's one that he was successful at last time for for a period of it. Obviously, we, you know, it didn't end very well, but that happens when you know managers leave places. Um, but yeah, listen, he, he's obviously applied for the job, and he's interested, and he's right in saying that there'll be a lot of people that are interested in it as well. Any of the other names that have been banded about pique your interest? Um, Nick Montgomery is quite an interesting one. Um, you know, he's kind of one probably a bit further afield. Obviously, it was with Jason Cummins across in, in Australia. Um, you know, but the other ones that are, are in jobs in Scotland, I wouldn't really want to comment on, you know, because obviously they're, they're currently employed anyway. And so are you. Uh, would Simon and I be worth putting up one pound on you at what was it? <laughs> 25. Please gamble responsibly. Betting's yeah. bad for you, so no, I wouldn't say. <laughs> Another few months of apprenticeship at Queen of the South before you get t tempted. Concentrating on one trose on Saturday, game. mate. Big Honestly, game. You're doing well, I have to say. I'm looking forward to those Saturdays when we can start slagging you again. <laughs> and the bad results are coming in. Uh, right, anyway, name the last 10 players to score their one and only old firm goal. Todd Cantwell, John Souter, Dyson Maida, Greg Taylor and Cameron Carter-Vickers. Thanks again to the oh, folks God. at Sliding Wardrobe Solutions East Bride for helping us out. Um, go on then. Turnbull. Yes. Right, we need to fly through these. That's it. Okay, oh. okay, help. How many four, are still playing? Four, four to get. <gasps> oh. None are still at the clubs now. None are still at the club. <sighs> His name is Sakala. Sakala. No, when you Stephen uh, Davis. No, when you first no. came on this show, you spent a few Did weeks. You spent a few weeks waxing lyrical about this guy. Oh, Ramsey. Yeah. Yeah, I, I told you, come in handy for something. Yeah. Ramsey. Ramsey. Right. What about? A real experienced goal getter that came up here at the end of his career and has since retired. Before, yes, okay. What about a Rangers defender who's not long left the club? 
defender. Quick. Swedish. Helander. Right, we're running out of time here. Uh, he was on loan at Celtic from Southampton. Any chance of you? Right, there we go. Well done, uh, Aaron and Greenock. Well done, Aaron and Greenock. You're the winner of the Air Gold Cup tickets. (laughs) We'll be in touch. We'll keep doing them every night this week as well. Thanks again to the guys. Uh, Don't forget, you can listen back on the podcasts wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch back on YouTube as well. Uh, So please do. Facebook and Twitter as well. Clyde1SSB. Big night for Rangers. Whatever happens, we will have all the reaction tomorrow as well as the Champions League draw. So do not miss out. And Callum Gallagher is up next.